you've gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, but it won't get you too far Get you too far What's up, everybody? We have another episode of Hall and Snokes. You got me, Hall, Danny Hall, back from the great state of Montana, and with the the two Snokes, Matt and, Kurt, Matt and Chris. So what's, what's good? Uh, so how was your week? <laughs> Man, uh, fucking long and shitty and way less full of Star Wars than last week. Yeah, yeah. It's been a well. I got to. I saw the last Jedi again last night. Which uh, what's that for you? Four. That that was four for me. And it, okay. I I honestly think it gets better each viewing, but we'll get into that once we kind of process this movie. But I, I do have to give a shout out to to Matt's mom for letting me crash in her basement. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, all three of you got well. You, Chris, Matt, and, and Heather for kind of driving me around Missoula. Cause I, I, I had an awesome time out there. Oh yeah, man! It was a ton of fucking fun. Yeah. I'm glad it like for your sake that like you got to see a little bit. Like it snowed a little bit for you while you're out there at least. Yeah, but it wasn't. I, mean, like, I know you've seen snow before, but <laughs> yeah, but it was it was nice to see snow. But it wasn't like too much snow where I was like stuck there for. I don't know, not, not that it would have been a bad thing, but. Right, but I feel like, for me, it's like, I, I don't know, like, if, if it's going to be cold, there ought to at least be some fucking snow, you know what I mean? Because just, when it's just cold and miserable and there's, it's just gray and gloomy, that's fucking bullshit. Like, at least if there's some snow on the ground, it's at least like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas, whatever, but, you know, so <laughs> at least it wasn't all fucking miserable. No, it was, uh, it was like, kind of, it actually wasn't even that cold the first, like, two days there, and then finally the last day was there and we got some snow. And it was uh, it was pretty awesome because the I th- we I saw the movie three times there, and the last night I saw it, I uh, there was no snow when I went into the movie, and as I walked out, there was like snow on the ground. It was just enough that it was kind of like, see the crate scene going into the to like a snowy Montana it was kind of like a nice transition. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, shit, yeah. So fucking a uh, movie happened. Yeah, it, it happened. Happened all over, it, all over oh, place. Yes, it did. All over me. And <laughs> and it's like a Gallagher show. Like we all got sprayed with it. <laughs> that was a weird reference, maybe, <laughs> but you know, for the people that got it. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, fucking A, dude. I still just feel like I just have so many, <sighs> have a lot of feelings about it. I have a lot of feels. It's just, there's, I think like you said it go though good, Danny, that like every time you see it, I think you, I mean, I've only seen it three times, but like every time you see it, I, I definitely think you, you like it more and appreciate more and notice different things. And yeah, uh, it's just, 
I don't no, want go to, ahead. Yeah, I don't want to say it necessarily gets better, but like there's like these little you pick up something new every time, and it, it just it gets more interesting. Okay. And that's 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 kind of my takeaway from like seeing it thus far as one week into its release is it's definitely a movie to think about, and that's that's what I. Oh yeah. If nothing else, what I want to get across. I think that's the thing is is it's so different and it 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 does kind of ask more questions than it can answer, and but I I like that about it and I think yeah. that you know I mean Star Wars fans are just fucking finicky motherfuckers like you, you the thing I probably heard the most about Force Awakens and we probably talked about this a bajillion times but like is that it was fucking too, like, as good as it was, it was super safe, and that it was basically just, you know, a rehash of fucking New Hope and whatever, and like, oh, why don't they have the balls to do something different? <laughs> and then, you know, this movie comes yeah. out way different, like, out of fucking left field in a really good way, I think. But, and then all, all you hear is, that's not fucking Star Wars. Not all you hear, but when you hear the negative shit, and because there's been, like, I mean, we'll get into it, but, like, there's been a pretty, pretty fucking, like, strong reaction one way or the other, I think, for most yeah, it's, people. It's a true polarized <laughs> response. But I, I remember sitting there, like, a year and a half or two, whatever I, like, kind of learned that, like, Ryan Johnson was directing episode, or episode eight. I was like, I want a really weird Star Wars movie. And I, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted, or what I what I, what that meant, but I can safely say that that's what we got. I mean, I agree with that completely, and like what I, the way I've been trying to like when oh, because like I feel like we probably all are in our like respective places that like you're probably like <laughs> like the Star Wars guy. People yeah. are gonna go up to him, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Star Wars, and you're like yeah, Star Wars. Um, but like the way I've been trying to explain it to people when they come and ask me is like. Like, what you think? I'm like, I, the, the best way I can describe it is, like, it's everything that I ever wanted it to be, but in a way that I never expected it to be. Yeah, it's like, I, I, it's what I wanted, but I wasn't prepared to how it made me feel. And I, I, <laughs> I think that's that's the thing. Like, all my friends are asking, like, oh, did you like it? I'm like, that's a loaded question, man. You can't just ask me, like, straight up, did I like yeah. it? It, 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 it's more than just liking it or not liking it, I agree. It's like, it's, it's a fucking intense movie and it makes you think and it makes you like think about yourself and question your own life and your own, you know what I mean? Like it's a very introspective movie in a lot of ways. And I think, I think that was one of like the first, all right, but yeah, so what, what I was saying was basically and it, it does actually answer some of your questions from The Force Awakens, but uh, probably not the way you thought, as in the words of uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And I think I heard, I think it was on, like, the Making Star Wars uh, analysis podcast and that they put out, like, right after they got to see it early, which I finally listened to, like, the full version of after I seen the movie. That, but, like, they make a point about, like, they do pretty much wrap up like pretty much all the loose ends from Force Awakens in this movie in an interesting way because if you think about it, it's like so the biggest loose ends or the biggest questions really are like 
who is Ray, who is Snoke, among others, including like what happened to Phasma? Did she survive? Yep. Now she's not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, like I think it's interesting in the in the fact of that 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 kind of like your biggest questions that you're left with at the end of like, you know, for me, a lot of the biggest questions were sort of what was the reason? I think most people's biggest questions were who is Ray and who is Snoke and, or who is Ray's parents, et cetera. And for me, like we talked about for a long time, like my two biggest questions <clears throat> for this movie were, were, uh, why did fucking Ben Solo turn to the dark side and why did fucking Luke run off and hide and not come back and I think all and interestingly enough all four of those questions were answered in this movie and I think in a very for me a very satisfying way yeah but like you said an unexpected way yeah and I I, I was very intimately in the camp of a uh, a Ray Skywalker, Ray Solo, but yeah. So that that's something that kind of I'll I'll come to terms with. But honestly, it's it kind of makes sense in like the narrative that they're going with, and how it's basically hope is, hope lies within. It doesn't matter what your background or history or parentage is. It's it's all about you willing to be to be a hero and make a difference. And I think that's kind of the point of this movie, but. Well, I think that's a really good point though. Cause, and I've heard a lot of other people say that too, that like, you know, <clears throat> as cool as it might've been to have her be a yeah. Skywalker or a solo or whatever. I think at the end of the day, like you said, it is a way more powerful message yeah. for anyone like little kids or adults or whoever to say that instead of going, Oh, guess what? You found out that your parents aren't really your parents. You're, you're a fucking magical princess or you're a magic, you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're fucking, you're, your life isn't what you thought it was because secretly you're this or that or whatever. And your parents are fucking king and queen or we're fucking heroic Jedi or whatever. Like it, whereas it's a way more powerful message to like say, no, you're fucking nothing. Your parents were fucking like, and, and, and like I feel like we should just like I feel like it's obvious probably at this point, but like just give a spoiler warning for the whole rest of the movie because we're like uh, if you haven't, anyone hasn't fucking seen it or you're listening to this, like I don't know why, but but you know it's on you. Um, but but like your parents are fucking junkies, you know what I mean? Like Ray's yeah. parents are nobody; they're junkies who sold her for fucking liquor money. Like her parents are basically Jim and Barb Leahy. Like you've seen Trailer Park Boys, like it's it, they're they're fucking shitty people, like and it doesn't matter. But I think that's kind of the whole point of Star Wars from the very beginning is like it doesn't matter how fucking shitty and whatever good or bad your parents are, it it that doesn't define who you are if unless you let it basically, and and that like look at fucking Ben Solo, his parents were fucking like. Yeah, that's the the thing, like, heroes of the rebellion. That he had on on he, paper, he had the best <laughs> life ever, and she on paper had the worst life ever. And he turned out to be kind of a piece of shit, and she turned out all right. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter where you come from; it's about thing, what like, you fucking do with it. If they were brother and sister, and like 
And that and uh, that's the treatment Ray got versus Kylo. Why, why the fuck is he? What is he bitching about? Exactly. <laughs> A little emo punk. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I oh, love you, I love Adam Driver. Oh, you you, movie, ha- you had to go off to crazy planets and, and study to be a Jedi with your uncle. I just got left in the desert. Yeah, eating bread in the <laughs> desert. Collected uh, parts to get some scraps of food. <laughs> um, well, shit, but yeah, all right. So you want to just kind of like dig into it a little bit? I mean, I don't have to go fucking like frame by frame, but like just to kind of, I don't know, like the general, like I, I as far as the, the opening... And the whole sort of like resistance uh, escape sequence, I fucking loved that. I really liked that whole bomber sequence, and 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 also the stuff I've heard a lot of. I've heard some, well, not a lot, but I heard some people say you know they didn't, they thought there was some misplaced humor in this movie, but like whatever, Star Wars is all about misplaced humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I thought it was good. I liked the whole opening sequence with Hux and and. Uh, 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 Poe and you know Poe's out there being a hot shit pilot and doing his thing, but uh, the the resistance is trying to escape or whatever. But the whole fucking bomber sequence, yeah, I thought was really cool and really well done. Um, yeah, I don't know what did you guys think about the opening. Yeah, it was awesome. Like that. Uh, well, the, the I, as far as like the prank phone call to to Hux. I mean, who who doesn't want to to prank phone call a, a straight up Nazi? Like that's <laughs> so. Uh, and I, you get like this like pose being awesome again, but then you go to the uh, this whole bombing scene sequence, and it's like, wow, this is actually feels like a legit World War Two like bombing sequence or bombing or World... like. It's it's heavy. Like the that the one girl, I guess her name's Paige, and she's she's Rose's sister. Like what she does, she she has like almost zero lines, but you you just feel like how hard she's trying just to just to help the uh, the cause. Right. So it, uh, it's like you have that humor scene, and then it then it hits you. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of like. The whole movie is back and forth between just like, like just fucking gut punching you, and then yeah. being like, "All right," and and now here's like some comic relief to like calm you down for a second. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then there's also this like weird fantasy stuff pr- sprinkled in that kind of like makes you think, "What? Oh, okay." I really like them sort of, you know, the amount that they delved into sort of the weird weirdness in the sort of like existential side of the force more you know it it feels like empire in that way that like it's you know they sort of get into the weird mystical side of shit and it's it's not always clear which way is up and which way is down and i i don't know dude i i really like the whole fucking movie but but I, i enjoyed that and i enjoyed I don't know, like, I've heard other people say, you know, not to just go through a fucking, like, laundry list of complaints about the movie, but, like, I feel differently, so I feel like it's worth addressing that, like, I've heard other people say, like, oh, it's a fucking long movie, it's boring or whatever, but I think 
that's the thing with like Force Awakens. I think that movie honestly could have really used an extra fucking ten minutes to breathe and like get some more fucking shit in there. You know what I mean? Get some more lines of dialogue yeah. or whatever. Like, I I think like why not? If they're willing to let you fucking put an make it an extra ten twenty minutes longer, why not? Like, I think this movie really benefited from that, and I think you can have like a little bit longer drawn out sequences. Like, I think probably normally there might have been pressure to cut a seat like this whole bomber sequence like you know you could almost like i i I could see in in another situation with like another director who you know didn't have as clear a vision like letting them sort of cut it down and saying oh we need to we need to move past this we need to get into the action it went into the story and and move past this action scene and and i i think it was really well done and i think it has like you said it has a lot of impact you see you know, Poe's whole thing in Force Awakens is like, I'm a hot shit pilot. I'm just going to fucking fly in and yeah. do whatever and be be a fucking badass and it's going to all work out. And and in this one, he, he does that. He goes in one ship against a Star Destroyer. He must be insane, like whatever. And and it's cool for a minute until he gets about fucking 30 people killed. And, and then you're like, oh shit, like... <laughs> You know, and this is kind of a funny thing, but, like, I read an article about, like, two hours ago, and it was sort of saying, like, why, sort of an explanation why, like, some men, especially, like, younger men, have a problem with this movie is that, like, I'm like, you know, you can call this some, like, fucking feminist, like, liberal bullshit or whatever, but, like, I think to some degree, it's true, and it is kind of the point of the movie is that, like, it was saying that, like, something to the effect of, like, toxic masculinity is like the true like villain in force awakens and that like that's why like some like a lot of dudes or at least assholes are having a bad reaction to it because it's kind of true it's like the whole point of the movie is basically like a bunch of fucking like ornery ass dudes being like hey let's go blow some shit up and then like all the ladies kind of be like yo you should probably fucking like calm down <laughs> and then them being like no nah, i think we should blow everyone up and they're like no nah, because then we'll all die and they're like no 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 seriously trust me let's just blow them all up <laughs> like no nah, but for real dude like calm down like <laughs> fucking relax yeah and then they do it anyway and it fucks shit up even more you know what i mean like that's pretty much and, and that's like what Leia's point is you know as soon as that sequence is over he fucking gets it rose killed yeah they took down the fucking dreadnought but at what cost like they lost all their fucking entire bomber fleet and and however many lives like probably 30 or 40 fucking soldiers or pilots or whatever like and it's like yeah you did the thing you set out to do but like was it fucking worth it and and that's like i said kind of the whole point of the movie is like what? It's not just about dudes doing it, but it's just about being making fucking dumb decisions and like and thinking it out. But it it just happens to be a bunch of pig headed dudes that are like fucking running, charging to the front lines because that's what we fucking do as dumbass dudes. And then you know what I mean. And then people like Leia and Holdo and and Ray being like, "Yo, we should probably like stop fucking like murdering and like being crazy and like blowing shit up." Like <laughs> we. <laughs> And then they don't listen and shit gets worse. <laughs> and then, like, again, for real, just, like, another example, you know, not to just keep fucking jumping around all day, but, like, Rose at the end, dude. Finn is same deal. He's like, I'm going to be fucking John Wayne right now and I fucking charge in there one man against the fucking army. And, and, 
and sacrifice myself pointlessly and fucking get a bunch of people killed. You know, they got all those other fucking drivers of those things killed. And and it's a girl, again, it's a girl coming in and fucking save his dumb ass at the end. Like, I guess... No, go ahead. No, she even calls him, like, dude, I saved you to tell me, like... Yeah, for real. And, like, here's my difference. That, like, I think the difference is, like, dudes who are, like, real, like, sexist or, like, fucking hate women or, or, or think that, like, fucking... Or there's some, like, fucking dipshit like ron burgundy who who thinks that their women are just like genetically dumber or something like i think like my difference is like i know that pretty much every fucking woman i've ever met is way smarter than i am and i just fucking accept it and, and it makes my life a hell of a lot easier than you know what i mean like i think that people have a problem with fucking movies like this or are people who who think that or i think they're just fucking like probably just a bunch of fucking sexist dickheads who who think that like women are inferior I mean, fuck i know people like who, who who like i don't fucking associate with them but i've met people who say that shit and so i know people out there think it so i have to assume that plays into it to some degree because that's a pretty big like fucking thoroughfare of this movie is is about like just dumbass dudes making real dumb rash decisions and then ladies trying to fucking calm them down <laughs> yeah man i, I think there there are major differences between the way guys think and girls think, and there's a reason that they're both in this world together, because, I mean, I mean, literally, we would survive without them both, but, but, uh, it's, it's a good point, like, you, you can't just be, everybody can't be a hero. What well, Leia says something to that effect, she's like, or you can't try. To, <laughs> he like, said there, there's a lot of a lot of heroes out there, but no leaders or whatever, because exactly. they're all fucking dead, basically. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like it's like you you can't try to be the hero. Like it's it's something you just have to when when you know the right thing to do, you just you you fu- you know what the right thing is to do, and like the whole plot, the whole like side mission, they they kind of like conspire together. To go to the, the whatever the big star destroyer, the supremacy, kind of screws over the entire like left resistance because what what like little ships they had, or like little chance they did have to like escape, was like exposed by the whole the whole like uh, by by them getting caught on the uh, on Snoke ship. Yeah. So. For real, it all it all jeopardized e- it, everything even more by yeah. And although I, I was funny because even the first time I saw uh, Last Jedi, I I, I thought of this because apparently I just fucking everything relates to Trailer Park Boys in my mind. But so <laughs> there's like an episode of Trailer Park Boys where Julian is trying to fucking come up with some like crazy plan to, I don't know, fucking rob some people or whatever the thing is. And and he doesn't want to tell Ricky about it because uh, he, you know, Ricky always fucks everything up. So he's like, all right, I'm going to keep him in the dark on this one. <clears throat> Not tell him anything about it. So you won't know anything about it. So he can't fuck it up. And then, like, they, like, get him drunk or something and then like leave him in the back of their car while they like go to like rob this thing or whatever and then he like wakes up <laughs> like comes in to the fucking convenience store and they're all wearing masks and he like has a gun and they're holding it up and he starts fucking shooting at so they're all shooting at each other and then like 
anyway, it turns out they fucking figure out, they're like, oh, shit, you know, it's you, it's us, all right. And, and, and he makes the point of, like, oh, shit, yeah, we were trying to fucking keep you in the dark, and he's like, you should have known I could do j- just as much damage in the dark, if not more. And this is pretty much what happens with Poe and Holdo, because she, like, she keeps him in the dark about her plan, and then he's just fucking running around in the dark, smashing into stuff, making it worse. And it's like, by keeping him in the dark, she actually made it way fucking worse than if she just would have told him what her plan was. No, that, that, that's another thing I remember we, we talked about, is everybody kind of fails in some way, shape, or form in this movie. Yeah, the whole movie's really about failure, yeah. and, and, how, and how you fucking respond to it. Yeah, and I think that's... Which is really what fucking life is about. And there, I think that's one of, like, the top, that's gonna be one of the top five, like, Yoda... Well, Yoda's in this movie. We'll get to that, but it, the 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 line he says at the end is like, "Failure, the the greatest teacher is," and like that makes perfect sense. That that's so relevant to to anybody. Yeah, you don't learn life. shit if you just succeed all the time. Yeah. You only fucking learn when you fuck up exactly. hard. And I, I think that's that's what like I took away from each. I take away more and more each from each viewing is like that overarching message of just like how how you need to fail sometimes and kind of screw over everybody else that you're trying to help, but you just kind of have to keep going with it. And you might think that all hope is lost, but then Luke Skywalker comes and takes a laser sword in front of the entire Force Order. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Yoda, I think that was like another. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's one of the major controversies, but there's like a lot of mixed reaction to to seeing Yoda in this, as far as just like how well he looks or how much of the. Uh... But again, dude, everybody's so fucking yeah, so fucking finicky, dude. Because <laughs> all you heard after the prequels was, "Oh, why wasn't it a fucking puppet? Because why did they have to make yeah. him CGI Yoda just bouncing all around the place?" And it's like. And now they fucking went back to the the fucking puppet, and people were just freaking out, like, oh, it looks all old. Like, yeah, it's a Muppet, dude. You remember the Muppets? That's been a minute. Like, it's going to look weird and old. If you wanted a Muppet, you fucking threw a hissy fit about not having a Muppet. Now you got a Muppet. Now you're mad about it. Just like, oh, The Force Awakens was too much like A New Hope. Well, you got a fucking different movie, and now you're mad about it. Like, you fucking yeah. careful what you wish for, I guess. <laughs> but no, personally, personally, I I think the uh, the whole Yoda scene was perfect. Like I, I thought that's the best Yoda's look since since Empire. But. Yeah, I loved it, dude. That was probably that, and and we'll get into it. But like I said, spoilers. That and the Luke and Leia scene were probably yeah. my favorite parts of the movie. Like, I, yeah. I, I have a lot of favorite parts of the movie, but those parts really <laughs> fucking. I really really yeah. like those scenes a lot. Yeah, and the Luke and R two, really just all the Luke reunion scenes. Yeah, I think what this beats the Force Awakens in is just great Star Wars moments, like between the the Luke Luke and Yoda, Luke had a, a period crate and having the reunion with with Leia. Yeah, that, um, you're right though. That's a lot of shit that we kind of expected in yeah. the Force. Well, 
maybe not by the time it was out. Like, by you know, we we knew a lot of spoilers by then, and a lot of it wasn't. But but shit, we originally would have expected to be in episode yeah. seven before we knew much about the plot. And then, like, you kind of do get the little like the dice. So it's kind of like a symbolic like read of the original heroes with Han, and just how Luke says like no one's ever really gone. Yeah, that's dude. That scene, especially Carrie Fisher being gone now, like that scene had so like that fucking hit me, dude. I haven't watched that scene without crying like a little bitch. Like, oh yeah, it it fucking gets me every time. And I I mean, I I know another controversial scene that like people are up in arms about is the whole lay using the force. Honestly, that scene gets me. Like. I, I really liked it. It was a little weird the first time I saw it. I was just like, huh? But then immediately I was like, that makes perfect fucking sense. And honestly, and, and I, no, go ahead. I, was, I said, like, honestly, every time I've seen it since, like, I start to tear up. Like, they, they play Lady Yeah, Steve. and they play the fucking theme. And she, she looks gorgeous just, like, having this, like, I, I mean, she it's a, it's a Disney princess moment, whatever that means. Yeah, but, it kind of is, but though. Like, but it's just, like... I love it. Like, it's just an awesome visual. Yeah, I agree. And I think, and and I heard Ryan Johnson say this in an interview in the last week since then, but I think it was, he didn't even really need to because that's how I interpreted it anyway, is that, is that it was like an instinctual thing. And he made the comparison of like, you know, when like a mom, like, it's fucking crazy adrenaline and can like lift a car off of her kid or whatever. It's yeah. just like a, it's like a life saving instinctual reaction. And if she is the fucking same blood as Luke and fucking Darth Vader and whatever, which they talk so much about, about being so powerful in the force, like it makes fucking perfect sense. You know what I mean? It was a little straight. I was like, I, I, I was surprised by it, but I wasn't like, this is stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I liked it a lot. And I think, like you said, it's a powerful scene. You see her, like, you already think she's dead. And after she gets fucking, which I also really love that little exchange with her and Kylo when they they feel each other there and and he doesn't fucking do it. And then the ties that are escorting him do it anyway. But she, but that, and somebody pointed that out to me too, that, like, later when she's saying to Luke, like, I... I've lost my son or whatever. Yeah. She thinks that he tried to kill her. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, it, she doesn't know that he didn't do it. She thinks that she felt him there and then, then they got fucking blown to shit. Like she thinks that he did it. And, and I really like that exchange and sort of the way that they edit it too. It's very much like when Luke and Leia, uh, like, or like Luke and Vader sort of feel each other in the original trilogy, like the way that it's edited. But I thought that whole shit was great. But yeah, I don't know, Chris. I don't, how, how did you feel about the whole fucking uh, floating through space part? Floating space. It's interesting. It's an interesting choice. I think that's one of my most like I don't know. I haven't decided how I totally feel about it yet. Um, it's one of those ones where like, I can see where people are having their issue with it, for sure. Like, I know that's one of the things people are having most issues with. But and I'm wondering, though, if, like, people would have less issue with it if she didn't, have, in fact, die, like, after this movie was done filming. Yeah. 
Well, you know, that's another interesting thing, too, because, you know, they're very adamant from the beginning that they weren't going to change anything about this movie because she died. But there were a couple, and I've heard other people say it, though, like, but there, there are a couple points in this movie where very easily you could have changed a little bit of the story and, and yeah, that- had her die. And, and written her out that way. But I've also heard the counter-argument, which is a fair point, that they really didn't want to... If they do that, if it whether it's here when Kylo... or doesn't... when the missiles hit the bridge, or later um, uh, where, where, you know, Holdo... Uh, yeah, exactly. they, they had a couple uh, easy outs for her. Like Right, they could have just swapped Leia with Holdo. Yeah later on and had Leia go out like, you know, in that, in that way. And I think that would have been powerful too. But again, then, then you still miss out on the Luke and Leia reunion. Mm -hmm. So I get it. And I get that they didn't want to change and alter this movie, but you know, and Danny, I remember you saying something right after, I think after the first time we saw it, that like you said something along the line of like, you know, this could have been the end to eight and nine, and I would oh, have yeah. been satisfied with it. And I totally fucking agree with that, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, it, it would have to me with you know the where where they, where 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 they leave Luke at the end, where they leave Leia and Ray and sort of this and and Kylo and every like I would have been I, if this was the end of the trilogy and that was all we were gonna get. Like weirdly, I would have been totally okay with totally it. Okay with that. Yeah. All right. No, it's, it's but no, go ahead. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. There's no clear cliffhanger, like leading into episode nine. That I'm like curious. Like it basically, it's it's Kylo's the head of the first order, and Ray and Finn and Poe are kind of the the last survivors of this of the resistance that are building the new rebellion. So I mean, I, I yeah, I think I mean everybody's saying this, but like I feel like they have to like do a time jump for the next movie, but. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, I don't know how you you would just go. It's like, all right, the first I don't, order's still I don't think there. you could. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... Well, and... and uh, it, it, like, like I said, I think that, that it does kind of... All yeah. the big questions that you have from Force Awakens kind of do get wrapped up in this like yeah no like so they, so they, like you said there isn't a big cliffhanger it's, it's and that's not the like, thing. like they, they could stop Han Solo movie. didn't get captured and they have to go rescue him you yeah. know what i mean and it's like that's they, not the thing they could wait like they, they could like make this the last episodic film and then jump in like 10 years later when like daisy ridley oscar isaac and and Finn are a little bit older and then, like, introduce some new characters for another trilogy. Like, they, they could easily have done that, like, with the, the way this ends. Yeah. And then you have an older uh, Adam Driver who's, like, the new Emperor or something. <laughs> I, but, obviously, there's a story left to tell with, I guess, between Ray and Kylo, so we'll see how it plays out and what JJ has to offer. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But, okay, so can I just say, like, just, like, a minor, like, casual brag? Like, 
I remember saying many times a long time ago that like what I would really love to see in this movie or at least by the end of nine is Kylo and Ray, you know, when they fucking finally confront Snoke that he would have like a moment to fucking make a decision and that he would fucking cut down Snoke. But instead of fucking teaming up, you know, instead of instead of redeeming himself and going back to the light that he was just going to say, fuck that shit. Now I'm the big bad. Now I'm in power. Look the fuck out. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. Yep. Which I'm, is, I, yeah, that's you, one of the things I'm most excited about, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But yeah, again, just like go to how many like great Star Wars moments are in this movie. That's I if if, if that's not the best light use of lightsabers since the the Phantom Menace, I, I don't or like the best lightsaber sequence since the Phantom Menace. I don't know what you're watching, but yeah, that's like I'm excited because like I you know I, as much as I love Vader, like he was never in charge. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what's so exciting about it. Yeah, like, like Kylo. Kylo has has now done what Vader was never able to do, which is overthrow his master and do. Right, and for, I mean, he the, did, but he died in the process. Right, like right. He, he did, but yeah, and then he he turned, but like now he's. Like, but he didn't. Right, he didn't want. He that's probably why he died though, because he he was like giving up. He didn't want to to take over and be evil. He wanted to finally redeem himself and Kylo just wants to take over him. Take over, right? Dude, and can I just say I fucking love Adam Driver in this movie so much. Yeah. Just just the way he like goes from like this even toned kind of almost like like monotone voice to just like screaming and like just pure rage is just amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, so, I mean, let's just fucking get into this, too. Like, for me, my two biggest questions, I know we talked like we talked about it forever and ever, but, like, my two biggest questions were not who is Ray and who is Snoke. I mean, those were interesting to me, but my two biggest questions on whether or not I was going to enjoy this movie were why the fuck did Ben Solo turn to the dark side and why the fuck did Luke Skywalker run and hide and not? like refused to come when his sister was looking for him and when fucking Han Solo died and like also why did he not feel Han Solo die whatever anyway all that shit got answered turns out both of those things are the same answer which is that Luke tried to fucking kill him yeah no it makes yeah. it makes perfect and, sense and the first time that I saw those that part I was I was kind of mad because I was like Luke wouldn't do that because the first way you see it is from Ben's perspective. Well, actually, you see it three times. You see yeah, it where neither of them have lightsabers and he just pulls down the wall, and which is the first time Luke mentions it. And then, <clears throat> then you see it from Ben's perspective, which is angry Luke about to like like baseball bat swinging the lightsaber at him. And then you see it from Luke's perspective, which is like... I turned it on, but then I decided not to, but he already saw me with it, and then he attacked. Yeah. And and so, to me, that's like, was a, like I said, you know, 
a very unexpected but super fucking satisfying answer to that question because I couldn't for two years I fucking racked my brain for like a good reason a convincing fucking reason that Kylo is such a fucking punk and that why he fucking did all the shit that he did and and what what could have happened that would have been made that a believable fucking response and and for both of them for and of course he was Luke wouldn't fucking come with his sister she he tried to fucking murder her kid like yeah. are you gonna face your sister after that like I get it like and so to me like those two things being satisfying and like that alone made me like really fucking happy with this movie not to mention all the other reasons to love it but like yeah. those were my two biggest fucking question marks for this movie. Yeah, the the fact that like Luke shuts himself off from the Force and tries to just, just... right, but yeah, that's right, and that that explains why he didn't feel Han yeah. Han die. Yeah, he he does it because he feels like the the galaxy doesn't need Jedi anymore, doesn't need the Force, he needs to just kind of let let whatever is going to play out play out. Okay. Um, I really liked the. Uh, the first scene that we get with uh, Kylo and Snoke too, where where Snoke fucking cusses him out and basically tells him he's a little bitch, and he's like, <laughs> he. I, I heard somebody else say too that like he's basically embodying the internet in that moment. He's like, you got your ass kicked by a girl who's never held a lightsaber before. <laughs> like, it's pretty much what fucking bunch of people have been raging about on the internet for two years like you know some like it was all that fucking mary sue bullshit like you know i mean so uh (laughs) that was funny and and he really fucking calls him out and gets him real pissed off and and i like when he tells him to take off his ridiculous mask or whatever and like dude andy circus was uh, uh, you know as much as snoke wasn't in this movie that much like i felt like his performance was fucking on point yeah no like it I think like you gotta take Snoke for what he is. He's he's a powerful force user that that is manipulating all these things, and he like it ends up destroying him. And whether that's what his intent was to to raise up uh, Kylo as the new Darth Vader, or if he really was just trying to manipulate everything. I guess being consumed by the dark side was what got him killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess there's all these arguments. It was like, was was Snoke a wasted character? I I, I don't think so. I, I yeah, I don't think so either because I think he served the purpose of of. Yeah. Getting Ky- Kylo to the point of being ready to take over too, and that like driving him to that point. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's it's really important. Like to the Skywalker saga, it's not important what Snoke what came from or where what his like background is. It's just important that he was a, a central figure as far as corrupting Kylo or Ben. Yeah. When, and also he's like he was the one who sort of facilitated the <coughs> the connection between Kylo and and Ray. And that- yeah, I mean, I don't know, do you want to get into that though? Like how how did like 
I, at first, was kind of, like, taken aback. I was like, oh, are they really doing this right now? But it it worked really well. Like, I wasn't it's sort of the whole, like, they're in the same room talking to each other, but neither of them are really there. Like, you know, they're they're just on their own planet or whatever. Like, I was, like, I wanted to not like it, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I wanted, I wanted to, like, think it was stupid, but it worked. Yeah, I think it's yeah. helped just by how well Daisy and Adam just like play off one another. But yeah, but I mean, like it, those are some of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. Just like where they're just trying to figure out what what's going on. Like, why are you here? Why why can I see you? And then they like, <laughs> you, it's like these little private moments they have together that. Yeah, and when and she fucking digs into him too about like why the fuck did you kill your dad, you piece yeah. of shit? Like and and like they really get into it and and then I think they but I I don't know, like weirdly enough like it doesn't make sense, but it does when you yeah. like if you if you would have told me before the movie like, yeah, so they're going to start kind of talking they're gonna basically just be like sitting around on the on the telephone, sort of like <laughs> it's like an '80s movie for a little bit, and they're just like boyfriend and girlfriend talking on the phone, and like or like online dating or whatever, and then you know, but like no, but it's cool, it works. <laughs> like, like I would be like, what the fuck? Are you serious? That sounds like the that, why why. No, <laughs> that's the but thing. Like, like it fucking works. Like it, they, like you said. I think it's just their chemistry, though. Like, and that's another th- thing in this movie. Like, if if you like try to explain the spoilers to to anyone, that's just like, ah, oh, just tell me everything that happens. It's like, well, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> well, I could, but it wouldn't make any fucking right. sense. Hey, let me let me tell me one thing that happens in the new Star Wars movie. Okay, so. You know how we finally get to see Luke Skywalker back in action after, like, 40 years? And, like, you get to see him at the end of Force Awakens. And, like, you're real fucking, like, oh, shit, Luke Skywalker. This is, like, the hero of my childhood. Like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, he's going to, is he just going to kick ass like fucking Han Solo did for that whole last movie? Yeah, motherfucker. Well, guess what? You get to see him drink some weird titty milk. Aggressively. Aggressively. (laughs) And that's, like... That's all you get to see for like the first like third of the movie. All he does is like he's he's like he's like grumpy, and like he goes fishing, and he drinks some like weird alien titty milk like real aggressively. Oh, yeah, another thing is like all- nobody would fucking believe you <laughs> if you told them that. Like, and I remember how? <laughs> but he went, it works. I remember how he went to the, the the first Jedi temple to discover the ancient texts, and we get to get all this lore about Jedi. He actually tries to burn him down at, <laughs> halfway through yeah. the movie. And we, yeah. we don't really get to know anything that's actually going on in those books. Okay, can we just... Well, I know we're just fucking jumping around here, but Kurt, but can yeah. we talk about those books for a second? Because I've, okay. I've listened to this, like several other podcasts and heard people talk about it, and I really don't... After seeing the movie three times, I, didn't, I wasn't confused by it the first time, but I'm really not confused by it after three times. Like... I, my, basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, I've heard a lot of people say they were really confused by how the books got onto the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and right. I, like, I don't fucking understand the question. Ray fucking took them and put them onto the Falcon. 
Yeah, is, isn't there right. a scene where she's like closing the drawer of the Falcon and there's books in there? Uh, there's a scene where Finn is opening yeah. the drawer to get a blanket and you see the books right. in there. It never shows her putting the... But I, but I heard all these different people saying like, well, how did they get on there? Luke must have put them on there. Why would he put the books on there and then try to burn the tree down when it's empty? That's all like... And I was just like sitting there just being like, what movie did you watch? No, I, like... I, I it doesn't. It's not explicit, but it's so fucking yeah. obvious to me that she took them. Yeah, because because after you, Luke yells at her when she's doing the figure thing with uh with Kylo. Yeah, she runs off, yeah. takes the books, and goes tries to find him to see what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and they're clearly on the ship that she fucking took that, when she stormed off. Like I don't understand I how that was confusing it, to I, people. Like, I I swear there's a scene where like earlier in the movie where where she's closing a drawer of the Falcon and there's the books in there. I, I don't think so. I okay. think uh, I think there's yeah, only think... the scene with okay. with Finn opening the drawer and closing it with well, the blanket. And I know a lot of people missed that first because I like I asked. I don't know if it was one of you. I was just like, did, were those the fucking books there? And yeah, were, I, actually, like... I actually did completely miss it the first time, but every every yeah. time after, I was like, oh yeah, those were the books. Yeah, but I just didn't understand how that confused people because I was like, first, it doesn't make any sense that Luke or anyone else would put them on there. Right. And 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 like why wouldn't she be the one to take them? And Yoda even makes a fucking joke about it because Yoda yeah, he's ends just up being, being the one who burns it, it down and he says there's nothing in that in there that she doesn't already possess. He knows she fucking took him. <laughs> That's why he doesn't let Luke go in there cuz he doesn't want Luke to see that she fucking took him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, well, okay, so, I guess, <clears throat> like, and, and I don't mean this to sound like I didn't like it or anything, but, like, to me, my least favorite part of a really, like, the, the movie overall was probably, for me, the whole Canto Bite side yeah. adventure, and I didn't dislike it, it's just the least favorite, it's not a bad thing, right, like, yeah. least favorite yeah. is still a favorite, like, I still enjoyed it, I thought it was a fun little, like, sidebar, but I think, Danny, you made the point before, it's like, the other stuff that's happening is so much bigger and more, like, important than that, that it's hard to, like, give too much attention to when they jump back to Canto Bite and them running around because it's like, right. yeah, but like the other shit that's going on is like way more intense. <laughs> yeah. Like this is fun. Like you're getting chased around by the cops when you're yeah, riding they're... a furry dog yeah, horse. Yeah, like it's cool. Free I didn't dislike it. Little slave children, but. And, and I've heard other, I've heard people try to argue that like, Oh, it's unnecessary. You could have gotten rid of that whole sequence. But like we talked about before, like the whole fucking movie is about failure and, and about, you know, instead of, of concocting the wackiest, most riskiest fucking crazy plan you can think of, maybe just focus on like saving the lives of the people around you. Right. And like, that's kind of the whole point of the whole Canto Bite thing is they go, all right, guys. And they even make a joke about it. Finn's like, okay, here's the thing. And he's like, all right, we're going to blow it up. And he's like, no. I like where your head's at, but no. Yeah. <laughs> and and But the but this whole thing is still, it's like, okay, what's worked for us in the past? Come up with a fucking wacky-ass, super risky plan and just magically pull it off at the last second. And like, all right, cool. We'll do that again. And then they do it. <laughs> 
and it's a colossal fucking failure. Yeah, it, it, and it, they it, make everything worse yes. and jeopardize even more lives. And it's, that's kind of the point is like, you didn't fucking listen when Leia told you the first time, like, hey, save, because she's been there. She's fucking made those mistakes and lost that countless lives because she was being a fucking dumbass. And, and, and like, so she's been through the shit. She understands her point is like, focus on saving people's lives. Don't focus on trying to be the fucking like badass hero because that shit gets people killed. Like, this is war that gets people killed. Like, and, and that's kind of the whole point of the Canto Bite sequence is like, they fucked around and just made shit worse by trying to be the hero instead of just following their fucking orders and like listening and trusting that the person in charge had a plan. And, and yeah, like you said, it's kind of the whole point of the movie is like, is everybody fucking fails in this movie. And it's like, how do you deal with it? Yeah. Random, random thing I read on the internet though, about the Canto bite seeing that little drunk alien. I'm a mo- Mark Hamill motion captured. Awesome. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> awesome. So, not yeah, only and, Luke and Skywalker I, anymore. He's <laughs> yeah, right. The parts that I did appreciate about the Canto Bart sequence was all the like the the stuff about sort of like the different classes and sort of uh, you know poverty and inequality and oppression of the upper classes and. And the stuff with the little street sweeper kids and and sort of Rose talking about like yeah like this place seems all fancy as fuck and really nice but like look underneath like look at look at what this like opulence and wealth causes and and also about sort of what DJ dove into in terms of sort of the like military industrial complex and and the whole fucking war war machine and and war profiteering and people playing both sides against the middle. And and because that's all a lot of real shit and and real yeah. heavy shit and but but shit that I think is good for kids to fucking learn about you know yeah, what I mean and and w- realize that it's not just good guys versus bad guys there's a lot of fucking gray areas yeah like I've, I've heard complaints that it's like so heavy handed and like they they try to like force it to you that like oh this is all about freeing the animals and and like. Oh, because that's such a fucking terrible thing to be behind. Yeah, Yeah. but, like, I'm saying, like, okay, but this is a movie... Equality and, like, not murdering animals. Yeah, those are some fucked up things to support. Yeah, that's messed up, but... But, like, you're saying, like, oh, it's, like, too much social justice warrior propaganda here. I'm like... Oh, get fucked, dude. Like, anybody... You know, but that's a good thing, is that when when things like this come out and and people say things like that, it just is really nice for me, because I can just go, oh, cool, that person is, like, not worth talking to. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, like, but it's, like, okay, they're, 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 like, spelling it out for you, but, like, this is a message for kids, too, like... Just because it's this nice, fancy resort with all this like cool, funky stuff going on, there's still kind of and just because it's a message it. doesn't mean it's a bad yeah, message. Exactly. Like, what, what's what's wrong with that? What would be the fucking point of making a movie with no message? <laughs> I think that's what the beauty of film is. Just like you can, it's a creative outlet to express things that you you care about. And uh, also, like, I think another cool thing about the whole Canto Bite sequence that, like, again, like, it's it's probably the the least 
I don't want to say interesting or because you're it, it, it's it seems like it is part of a different movie, but also I I've noticed like there's different like quotes from like other movies like the scene where Rose sees the Fathers for the first time like that kind of reminded me of like the scene in Jurassic Park where they pull up to the to Brontosaurus. And yeah. Like, when the uh, when DJ comes to save them off like the cliff, I think that's like a like a quote from like uh, or like a, a scene quote from like Back to the Future or something. But like you just get all this like nostalgic vibes from that scene that I kind of like. And of course, it's it, it has like echoes of the prequels as well. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I, I do think that the Canto Bike kind of. The style of it definitely felt yeah. more prequel era. Yeah. And it, it is like a shift from like everything else that's going on with the movie, but like it's not bad. It's just it's just different from everything else you experience, which is, <coughs> if you haven't noticed, kind of the theme of this movie. <laughs> yep. Um, well, shit, you want to get into uh, the sort of the Snoke stuff and, and, uh, Sort of the final act. Yeah. So, uh... I, I really liked how that all went down with Snoke. I was very surprised by it, but, like... Uh... A surprise, but a welcome one, to be sure. Uh... <laughs> not the quote. Uh, but, yeah, like, I... I thought it was great. I... I really, really fucking dug the whole Praetorian Guard fight scene. Then that's another thing for me that we talked about a lot, too, is that, like, dude, for me, the Praetorians just, like, from everything we saw before the movie, that just did not get any play from me. I was just like, ah, no, it looks fucking dumb. Like, I don't like, I just didn't like how, how they looked. Like, I was just like, this is fucking, I don't know, dude. I was not about it. But... I, I think I once or twice did say, like, I'm going to wait until I see him in action because they might be fucking badass and cool. Like, I'll fucking wait to, to save my judgment till then, and I'll, I'll fucking eat some crow on that one, dude. I, I fucking thought they were awesome. I thought they were fucking rad as shit and not yeah. lame at all. I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I still don't like the way they look, but that scene just washes all that away. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I, I, I if, if I... <laughs> that's if I were in charge of of yeah. the design of this movie, I would not have designed them that way. I still don't. It's not my favorite design, but like like you said, I think that the the coolness of of the scene yeah. sort of it it makes you accept it. And you're like, all right, cool. There's still the one guy who who who, who kind of looks like he's wearing like a uh he's got like the two things and it like breaks. It's like a thing and it breaks in half into two things. And he, he his hat kind of looks almost like um yeah it looks like a duck or uh, like a bonnet it yeah. almost looks like a bonnet from like Little House on the Prairie <laughs> like I don't know man that one I just can't really get behind but uh, like overall I thought it was really cool <laughs> and they were cool and it was a badass fucking fight scene dude oh, like yeah. some of the like coolest fucking shit you've seen with a fucking lightsaber uh, like yeah. when he click when he just clicks it on in the dude's eye. Oh that was fun, dude. Every time, it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, that 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 was where there's just like reaction, like the every theater I was in when that happened was just like either clapped or just like we're like, oh my god. Because one of those things that you, you've like 
imagined but never saw it on screen, and when you do, it's like, ah. That's how you can use a lightsaber. Yeah, right. It's like shit you would do in the playground with your, like, toy lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to drop it, and then I'm going to catch it. I'm going to slice your leg. Like, <laughs> like now you're dead. And like, no, you couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> Oh, man, dude, I fucking, yeah, that scene was, like, a lot of, like, you could argue maybe that's some, like, I don't know, like, fan service or whatever, but, like, fuck it, like, I don't know why that's such a negative term anyway, it's, like, fan service is usually oh, dude, pretty dope shit. I, if that if that's fan service, I'm a fan of it, I got served, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I got happily serviced, and I paid $12 to get serviced, <laughs> and I'll go pay 12, another $12 to get serviced again sometime later this week. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I noticed like towards the beginning of that fight when like they they like Kylo and Ray are just like in the middle, just kind of facing back to back, and they kind of just like like put their hands like like they look back at each other, and just like make sure they have each other's back, to, and then all hell breaks loose. That was a really yeah, that was a fucking cool moment, and and. It really made that whole, like, sort of, all those, like, training videos and montages, like, I feel like a lot cooler, too, like, after yeah. seeing the payoff of it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I I dug that, you know, they, they're sort of, Kylo kind of finally comes clean, tells her about her parents, and she finds out they're just a couple fucking junkies or whatever, I thought that was... A cool scene and she's like look come on like don't be a dickhead like let's let's fucking like you can stop all this madness right now you can save my friends and he's his whole thing is like no fuck that fuck the jedi fuck the sith fuck the rebellion fuck the <laughs> empire fuck the first order fuck the resistance fuck it all let's burn it all down you and me will take over She's just like, no, nah, man, like my friends, like they're right there. You're actively shooting at them. <laughs> and he's like, nah, dude, like we got to fucking burn it, everything to the ground. Let the past die or whatever, you know, and right. and she's not about it because she's trying to save her fucking friends. She's like, all right, well, you're a fucking asshole. Never mind. They fucking blow up the light. <laughs> they they, you know, both trying to or force grab the lightsaber and it fucking rips in half uh i guess while simultaneously i guess we 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 didn't talk we skipped over a few things that happens with the resistance like leia fucking wakes up uh zaps poe telling me he's being a fucking being a bit of a dick and and uh then they're they're doing their little escape plan they're gonna they use their small ships to go down to the planet's surface because they aren't gonna be looking for small ships and Holdo's gonna stay on the big ship, and then she gets fucking idea to turn it around and and hyper blast it through Snoke's star destroyer at the exact same moment that the lightsaber fucking explodes and Ray and Kylo are ripping it apart. And uh, I I think I probably you, I don't know you guys might agree. For me, that was like the most fucking like visually striking, intense moment of the movie and in any movie i've seen in a long time really like when when she hyperspace fucking jumps oh, through the ship every time i've been in the theater everybody goes fucking dead silent and and all you hear is just whoa 
Yeah, like if you've ever wanted like, to hear what it sounds like to have people's jaws literally drop, that's it. Yeah, it's, just, it's fucking incredible, dude. This the the like lightning strike visuals of it are fucking amazing, and and yeah, dude. Every time people are just, it's just like, oh, holy shit, <laughs> like. No, that that's, that, that's, that was a really cool that's moment. That's what it is. Like when you see like some crazy streak of lightning across the sky, and like yeah. it's burning your brain for like five seconds, and then you hear the thunder. That's that's what it is on screen. And yeah, and and we I remember we we talked about this like right right after we saw it, but like it, it reminded me a lot of of the uh, the the fucking seismic charges in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, which is. Another one of my like favorite like space scenes in Star Wars. Yeah, no, that's such a cool sound <laughs> effect like, and and just visual in that scene. But yeah, that like that was really level. cool. And and that's like another thing that like it's like one of those things like with the like light you know sort of like little lightsaber tricks and stuff that we were talking about in the other scene. It's like that's one of those things really. We were like, yeah, why didn't nobody ever do that before? Like, why didn't anybody think? Of, yeah, you just fucking turn the ship and you just blast it through the other ship. <laughs> Think. All right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I I really liked that whole whole sequence. Um, and then it, it all fucking goes to shit, falls apart. Uh, oh yeah. And then Finn fights Phasma for like a lot less time than I was kind of expecting. Like you you kind of see a lot of it in the trailer, honestly. Um, but it was cool, and like I'm glad they like brought her back and then i don't know i would think killed her off well, uh, I, I think there was a she just fell her. into the fire so you never know i think ryan johnson even said it's like ah, i guess jj could bring her back he, she's like the kenny of uh star wars right now yeah right exactly like so we'll 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 see on that one i guess but uh yeah i don't know um then they all kind of fucking meander their way down to crate um i thought the climax of the movie was fucking great i loved it i thought the whole sort of attack scene was good i i was very convinced finn was gonna die um i was like oh shit wow they're really just gonna fucking kill people off this whole movie <laughs> and yeah, yeah I, I thought that we was haven't cool even mentioned the best luke part yet or the best aspect of this movie yet, or the biggest, I guess you could call it twist. You mean Luke at the end? Yeah, pretty much yeah. how Luke is is awesome. I like yeah, that. dude, and, and like, the, so there's the whole little approach battle uh, with, you know, the, the skim skimmers, ski, speeders, whatever the fuck they're called, which I thought was a cool little sequence. Um we don't really get to see them do anything. They don't really put up much of a fight. They all just kind of get blasted. None of them take down any walkers or anything. Um, and then, yeah, Finn gets knocked out the way. It all looks pretty much fucked at this point. The First Order blasts through the door. And <clears throat> just when you think all is fucked, and Leia literally says the spark of hope is out in the galaxy... She looks up and and this this moment for me was like I just I got so fucking excited <laughs> like I was just like a giddy little fucking schoolgirl and you see fucking Luke 
in his fucking black hooded robe walking down his fucking silhouette walking down the hall like in fucking when he comes into Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi and and comes down and, and we finally get to fucking see a Luke and Leia reunion and it was everything I fucking wanted it to be like just the, the fucking lines were so so perfectly written and apparently it sounds like Carrie Fisher wrote a lot of those lines uh, for that scene in particular, which I think is awesome. Um, and just the, the way it's acted between, you know, the two of them. <clears throat> like you said, you know, just where he talks about how, like, you know, nobody's really gone or whatever. Just all is way more impactful, I guess, especially since it's now just exactly like a year since she died. Yeah. And, yeah, it's crazy. No, there, there's like, there's three moments where like, Carrie Fisher scenes make me like tear up, and like one was actually the, what was this one? What was that? Her last, the last scene with Holdo, and then the, the uh, this Princess Leia through space scene, and each each one like I just get teary. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, like Chris, what did you think of the of the fucking Luke and Leia scene? Well, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. Yeah, like, like, this is the this is also like the closest we're gonna get to like the original three. I think I mentioned this earlier, but like the original three reunion because of like the little dice he has, and like the last yeah. the last sentence he says is Noah's really gone. So like, even though like this movie is a lot about moving on and 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 not having being so focused on like the previous Star Wars stories or the, the original trilogy or whatever and just kind of going with what's the new, in the new direction it also plays such a great like it, it's it ties up and like ends the whole Luke Skywalker story so well that it's it's great well I think that's the thing too that like this movie really is more, and and I guess you could argue this whole trilogy so far at least, is more about <clears throat> sort of the legend or the myth of Luke Skywalker yeah. than it is even about, and it, it, right, it's like, it's about him trying to, trying to and, mo- and, and also not wanting to live up to that myth that like, that, that, he's kind of reached a point of in the galaxy of like he is is bigger than like the the legend is bigger than the man like he is he's a a folk tale at this point like he's literally what like luke skywalker in the star wars universe is is the same as Luke Skywalker in our universe. He is a folktale. He's a myth. He's a legend. He's a story, right? Yeah. Like even in that universe, and and he he struggles to live up to what that is and what that represents and what that means. And he even says, "What did you think was going to happen? I'm just going to go out there, fucking face down the whole army with a laser sword, get fucked, basically. Like that's ridiculous. That's not how. Like, but." But, like, that's kind of the whole thing is, like, that that's what 
sometimes what people need is a symbol or or an, some an, something inspirational to get behind, even if it's not, even if the reality is that he's fucking like beaten down old man who's fucking at the end of his rope. They like that at the end of the day, like it's more powerful for the galaxy to not know that. And for him to be like, go out and, and one last time be a fucking inspirational magic wizard hero and, and not right that like, that's more the, that at this point, literally like the, the legend or the myth of him is more important than the reality of it because it's, it's grown beyond him at this point. It's bigger than him. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what's another cool thing is like how that, is illustrated by the last scene where they're like yeah and i i really like the last scene honestly yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. what i expected was it to kind of go to the credits right after they're all the falcon and just like they're looking yep. at some planet or something but no it's i guess that's just ryan johnson's signature to saying this is the whole point of this this is just to like carry this expand this universe and like there's so much many more stories to come and i think that's the thing too is that like luke realized that like for like he can't face down the entire army in reality and actually beat them for real but but he can do it sort of like uh symbolically yeah, right. as a way to inspire people to fucking fight back and like rise up against the first order, so that like that that he can do more as a symbol than he can as a man. Yeah, and that that by doing that he can, and and by by projecting himself there, and they even foreshadow that earlier in the movie, something about like you couldn't be doing this; the effort would literally kill you or whatever. And he does it for a long time and yeah. whatever, and fucking what so, but. So by projecting himself there and being indestructible and and being this like they fucking shot crazy lasers at him whatever and it didn't do anything he just walked out and brushed his shoulder off like he was fucking Jay Z like <laughs> you know what I mean like and 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 that kind of shit is more powerful than the reality of what he could actually do if he actually showed up in person. And it's funny because I knew something was up from right when he first walked in just because he had shorter hair, but his beard was darker. And I was like, this looks like Luke from the flashbacks. So he's got a different suit. And then, yeah, he has the fucking blue lightsaber, which obviously just got ripped in half, which should have been a, a tip off to Kylo. Like, hey, I just fucking exploded that thing like 20 minutes ago. How'd yeah, you get it? If you really pay attention to this movie, like everything kind of like makes sense. And like it, it, it forces. And like the footsteps too, yeah. right? Like. They, because they make a point about that when they show that other guy walk out there, he has red footsteps, and the guy goes salt, whatever. He's talking to Gareth Edwards, yeah. and and then later, yeah, you see Kyle's footsteps. He makes a red mark. Luke doesn't make any, but <clears throat> all that, yeah, to say that like he he sort of realizes that like that's his his only way to to really live up to it is is by letting the galaxy sort of believe the hype and and using him as a symbol to rally around as his sort of last act. And again, like, I wanted to sort of be upset that he died, but 
It wasn't like I felt like it made so it's, much. It was such a so good end to that yeah. character arc. Like yeah. he'll be. Back. And the way it ends too, where he's staring out at the sun, and and I I'm still confused by it. Does Octu have two sons, or is that just like a weird reflection? Like I, I, I felt that was like him returning to like tattooing, like kind of like. Okay, so he's sun. just like seeing that. It's not really kind of there. Yeah, there, yeah. I guess that was kind of just like him seeing it as his. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, like, visually, it's just, like, coming full circle to this little farm boy. Right, it's more symbolic than literal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that would tie into what I was literally just saying, so that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I, I I don't get any any, like hatred or anger about this movie i get being confused and 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 having a lot of emotions about it and not being sure how you feel about it at first but i'd say to anybody who feels like that like go watch it again and if you still fucking hate it well i don't know what to tell you but i think you it's it's kind of movie that i'll be honest you know i the first time i saw inglorious bastards i kind of fucking hated it like i didn't know what to think of it i had no idea what i was like what the fuck did i just saw like hitler just got fucking annihilated with a machine gun and the fucking all this shit got blown to shit and then they fucking carved up this nazi dude everybody died like what the i don't like what the fuck and that was like two and a half hours like what the fuck did i just watch and and then i didn't watch it again for like a long time and i not a, I mean, like maybe like six months, right after it came out, because I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I didn't see it again for at least maybe six months or a year. And I was like convinced that I fucking hated it, and then I watched it again and again and again, and it's literally like you know, however many years later, is my favorite fucking Quentin Tarantino movie, like hands down, easily. Like, I fucking love that movie. But you know what I mean? It's like, I think that's, especially with movies that that throw a lot at you and ask a lot of questions and and give you a lot to process, I think you have to fucking rewatch it over and over again to really have a good handle on how you feel about it. No, I I think that's that's what's going to be, I think in the long run, the takeaway from this movie is it's just like, it's very thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like sitting in the car afterwards, like the next day, saying like, "Oh, well, what, what about this? Like, what?" So that's that was like the message behind this scene, and it just it it, it kind of spins your head like a top, and I think it's a it's a nice a good thing to have in the Star Wars universe. But uh, did you guys watch Rosie this week? Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of another uh, surprise ending, I guess is, do you guys want to finish up? Any, any have we anything more we want to say about uh, the Last Jedi? Oh Not, man, uh, I feel like uh, we'll uh, we'll have a lot yeah. to say every every week going forward. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty tapped out for now. Yeah, same here.
Society. Yeah. <laughs> um, it uh, basically, Rosie gets really excited because Darlene has to write a poem for her her assignment. And uh, here you kind of discover more about Rosie and her her uh, passion for writing and how how she wrote all these poems. She uh, Darlene being Darlene doesn't want to write the poem. She thinks poetry's stupid and and doesn't want to do her homework. But Rosie tries to get her like into it because she's Rosie and wants to express her her passion with her daughter. She gives her all these poems, and the first thing Darlene says is like, "Awesome, which one can I copy t- to turn it?" And that's that's kind of I thought was what was going to happen this entire episode was like and that because throughout the episode like she ends up like her poem gets selected from the the class to be presented in front of, like, a, a school talent night or something. And Darlene really, really does not want to do it. And there's this fight between Dan and Rosie, because Rosie wants to make her do it, and Dan's like, if she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't have to do it. And, like, my, my, my thought is, like, ah, she must have just copied one of Roseanne's poems and, and is too embarrassed to, to say it because Roseanne's gonna, she's going to get in trouble. But, uh, <coughs> I guess... When they finally uh, do get to the final scene where she's reading it at the, uh, Rosie makes her read it in front of the, the school or whatever. She actually reads her poem. It's it's an original poem, and it honestly made me tear up a little bit. I don't know. It's just because I was like coming off the, the winds of the Last Jedi, but I was like, oh man, that's <laughs> that's a really heartfelt poem. So it kind of flipped the script on me a little bit. Do you guys have any other funny moments or other tidbits about the episode? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a, again like a good episode, but I it wasn't like I don't know, wasn't super hilarious really at the end. Yeah. Like it was it was more one of those like hitting you with the feels kind of episodes yeah. and it was about like Roseanne sort of reliving her childhood of her parents not supporting what she her dream was or whatever and and yeah, so like it's a lot of shit that's uh you know, relatable and and it it was a good episode, but yeah, like I said, it wasn't like yeah. wasn't a gut buster, wasn't fucking dying laughing the whole time, but it was an it, it was an enjoyable watch for sure. I I really like this episode. Uh, it it was more of an emotional, like kind of not dramatic, but it's just kind of a heartfelt episode. So I'd rather have like this style than like somebody in the hospital ones, like from the first yeah, season. Yeah, like, it, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not like a, there's nothing tragic, there's nothing, like, heavy-hitting, but it's just, like, a simple, like, poem about a a teenage girl that's kind of going through the struggles of being in middle school, like. (coughs) Honestly, for what it is, I I gotta give it a nine. I'm gonna go more like 7.5. Oh, wow. Got a, a spread. 
I, yeah. I was like, I, I was needing some 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 laughter. I think this okay. week and. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I reckon it's uh, it's been probably an eight for me. I mean, I, I liked it, but I, uh, you know, could use okay. a few more chuckles here and there. <laughs> well, hey, we we have a divisive ep- episode of Rosea to, to go along with. The, yeah, the yeah, movie. <laughs> According to to Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't even want to get started. Oh with. yeah, fucking a. That's yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I really like this episode. I, I stand by that nine. Yeah, that's right. fair. Well, good stuff, guys. <laughs> well, shit. Fucking A, boys. I mean, that was... It, it's just crazy. We finally got to fucking see it after so long. It still seems unreal, like... It's almost, like, sad in a way because, like... Now, now I'm in a world where I have seen The Last Jedi, but at the same time, like, better for it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy just because it was something that was building towards for so long, and now it's like, well, now what? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, dude, fucking solo in just a couple months, so. Yeah. But I think I, uh, I gotta get get myself to bed soon because alright buddy yeah well it's fucking three hours later for you than it is for me so yeah <laughs> but uh you can catch us on Snoke and Oats I think is my Twitter handle right now <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm DarkMat501 on Twitter do we ever uh we ever get a fucking Hall and Snoke's pod one set up yet we gotta we gotta get on that it's it's set up. There's there's no pictures or anything or. Oh okay. Well yeah. Content, Is there a way we can all access it? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you all the uh, the credentials and stuff to get into it. Just in case all, right, cool. all of our followers don't hack into us. And... All yeah, all all eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Later, guys. All right, boys.